Welcome everyone to the Russell Show. I'm your host Russell Chowdhury. I can't wait to jump into this podcast episode. Episode number 236. We have a special guest, Daisy Shaw. So in this episode, we discuss with Stacy. We're going to learn more about her journey into business world and how she helps her women in their business and their life. So don't forget to subscribe, leave a review on our podcast and let's dive in. Hi Stacy, thank you so much for joining me in this podcast episode. Really appreciate it. How are you today? I'm great yourself. How are you? I'm doing well. Nice to see you again and also like it's a pleasure having you on the show and we'll be learning more about your journey and how you started your business and career you have right now and also how you're helping a woman. So if you can share start from like uh, where it all began like when you started to think about doing your own business and the journey happened. Sure, absolutely. So um a little backstory about me. My son was born in 2005 without an immune system. And so I really lost myself in being that caretaker mother um because I was literally trying to keep him alive, which which we all are yeah. uh when he, when they're first born, but then there's like this added level uh to to my son Bryce. And so I really lost myself in in that role and I I just would kind of come in randomly um from work every night and go this can't be it this can't be all I'm meant for like this isn't mm-hmm. this isn't all this can't be okay and um fast forward to 2016 where I lost my brother to suicide and uh, my world completely shattered at that time and any semblance of of me knowing who I am what I'm about what I can do I completely mm-hmm. reevaluated um after crawling out that hole <laughs> um and it took probably 18 months to 2 years for me to get out of that depression um and it took multiple mental health workers and medicine too because i was just that that is sometimes insurmountable and and it definitely feels that way still to this day um 7 years later and uh so when i finally got my head on straight um that that included my marriage breaking up and all kinds of other disasters Yeah. Uh right before the pandemic in 2020 a friend of mine um who was an, an RN came to me and was like I think I'm going to become a health coach like I just don't want to handle this patient load anymore and and I was like oh that's cool tell me about it mm-hmm. and so she was telling me about the program and she was like yeah it's dual rated with a life coach um certificate too and I had already had a um I've gotten a degree in psychology in college in in the early 2000s and in a minor in criminology and before Bryce was born I was actually working as a sexual assault crisis counselor so started at my alley and um but I had to give it up because of Bryce and and in his condition um and and go back into food and beverage where you can work odd hours and short hours and not be missed if you're you know nobody's in health crisis in, yeah. in our restaurant so um she didn't even finish telling me about the program and uh she said uh, i i just remember saying i'll do it if you do it and she said what and i was like i don't know i guess this is what we're doing now um <clears throat> and so i signed up that night and the pandemic hit like a week later maybe and so that's how i spent my first couple of months laid off is becoming a life coach and so who i decided to help is women you know 30 35 plus so that was sketchy um who secretly kind of hate their life a little yeah. too often we don't hear about moms 
saying uh, how they hate their life. We hear about moms saying how it's stressful, how it's hard to manage, how they're overwhelmed. Uh, but I, I hated my life. I hated my life because I was not fulfilled. I didn't feel seen. I didn't feel heard. I didn't feel supported. And what I know now is that I was building up tons of resentment. And um, what I've learned subsequently about resentment is resentment is actually in the jealousy family, not in the anger family, even mm -hmm. though it comes across angry. And it's the jealousy family because you see how you're taking care of everybody else but nobody's showing up for you in your life like that. And so I really had to look at my codependent patterns and start to break them. Um, and part of that journey was adjusting how I speak about myself and to myself. And um, I really took a look at my self-talk and how I was just berating myself mercilessly day in, day out, all day. I was never enough. I was making mistakes. I was a bad mom. I was a bad partner. I failed at relationships. I was a bad daughter. My brother died. Like, it was terrible in my head. It was awful in my head. And he was blaming yourself for all this, right? Oh, yeah. 1,000%. Like, I can control what other people do. Yeah. Um, that's part of the codependent pattern. It's actually manipulation. It's manipulating pe how people see you. So they don't leave you. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've really worked hard to break those patterns. And now I'm so honored. Um, I've gotten four certifications now in four different modalities. So I'm a life health clarity. So if you're feeling stuck, I can help you get unstuck. And my latest is a mental fitness coach. And that really delves into how you speak to yourself. Um, mental fitness is fascinating. Uh, it's by Shazad Shemaine, who is a professor and researcher at Stanford University. And he has identified and labeled 10 different negative voices in your head, and he calls them saboteurs. And the, the biggest one, the one, the one that's strongest in all of us across the board, is the judge. And it opens the door for the other nine to come through. So the judge judges you, it judges somebody else, or it judges circumstances. And then those other nine can come through and really wreak havoc. And so um, I have learned to identify and uh, quell them uh, with the use of what's called PQ reps and basically their active meditation. Um, and then he's also identified and labeled five stages, which would be voices of wisdom, your inner wisdom, and uh, that you can use to quell those 10 saboteurs. Yeah. And the strongest one, surprisingly, is empathy. Um, empathy for yourself, empathy for others, empathy for your circumstance. Just giving yourself love um, or others love can actually stop a lot of that negative self-talk. So I've developed a program called Empowered Authenticity to help women stop beating themselves up every day. Um, it's terrible and learn to tap into their inner wisdom, yeah. learn to set boundaries, and uh, learn to make empowered decisions. So when you say yes, you mean it, and you're not kicking yourself in the butt later going, oh, why did I say that? 
Mm-hmm. Um, or you're like running your cup dry because you're just, you know, pouring into everybody else and you're learning to put yourself first. Um, self-care and self-love is not selfish. It's actually a big act of love for you and those around you. And in fact, as of yesterday, I have a book called The Self-Love Project. So I'm an actual published author. So that's... Yeah, that's great. Great news. So exciting. Yes. I'd love to know more about like when you're going through the moment of your life, like where you're proper depressed, like uh, the medication you was on and everything. What did you do differently compared to right now where you are like to heal yourself or like being better and like have like a clarity what you want to do accomplish with your life? Uh, how this all changed? Like is someone told you like you need to make some change or you one day wake up is like enough is enough. Like I'm feeling sorry for myself. Um, I've been victimized of my own emotion. How do I change that? So how did you uh, tra- come to like the transformation you had? Sure. So I, I have to give some of that credit to my brother, Um, you know, leaving by his own choice. I had a therapist before then, uh, about two, about a year and a half in um, when actually it was just, a, yeah, it was about a year and a half in um, when he decided to take his own life. Um, And we had just scratched the surface of my codependency. And so when, when Nathan decided to, to leave me and, and the rest of the, the ones that loved him, um, I had to get really real about what I was doing. I had to get really honest about my contribution to my misery and that it wasn't everybody else around me um, because I was the one choosing to give and give and give and give and give of myself. Mm -hmm. And why wouldn't they say yes? Why wouldn't they take it? Of course they would. They'd be dumb not to. What I was doing was not holding back for me. I wasn't taking care of me first. And so I had to get really real about why do I do these patterns and why do I continue to do these patterns? And the answer is because I, again, I was manipulating people out of love and out of fear so they wouldn't leave me. And so if I do something for you and I make your life easier, uh, then you're going to like me. And so I had to get really real about the damage that that was actually causing to me. Um, And it was so bad that I ended up with fibromyalgia. Um, And so I have chronic pain now due to the trauma that I caused myself and some early childhood trauma, of course. Um, By the way, we all have early childhood trauma. Um, Even if you have the best parents in the world, you still have early childhood trauma. And so we all truly, in my opinion, we all need mental health experts. And so I enrolled mental health experts. I enrolled therapists and coaches and got really real about my life. And I, and I got on medication because when Nathan died, that was past the point of just therapy, being able to help me then Um, that depression was clinical and I needed, and needed that help. And um, I have now been able to wean off that medication. Um, It took me seven years to really get back up to that level of like, I can do this myself. My mind is strong enough to do this. And um, I still have bouts of it. I'm not going to lie. I absolutely am um, a human (laughs) and I still have bouts of it, but I'm able to shorten the bouts of it. Um, And, and I'm not judging people still on medication, but please, it works. If you need it, you need it. Absolutely. 
Um, but what I was finding out further along in my journey is it was actually muting me, my personality, more than it was helping. And that's a signal. It's, it's time yeah. to get off of it at that point. But you have to be super self-aware to understand that, oh, I've reached that point. Um, and I think a lot of people just develop the habit and continue in the habit again. Um, and don't actually look inside. They just go, okay, this medication helps me. This is what it is. And they don't go internally and they don't get mental health professionals. They don't employ coaches or therapists or whatever that is for them, um, pastors or, or you know whatever, to really take a look at what is my responsibility and my own suffering. What can I do to change that? And so I got really effing honest with myself and it is ugly. Yeah. It is ugly and it is not fun. Um, I have cried <laughs> endless nights, um, but I've also developed a lot of self-love for myself too. And um, just tried to empathize with the suffering that I experience. Um, and also know that not all my thoughts are mine. I'm just the watcher of the thoughts. I'm the observer of the thoughts. That your brain actually is naturally primed to look for negative situations because that's what kept us safe when we were hunting and gathering, you know, in exposed open areas and had no shelter before modern society. And so that still remains. Mm. Um, so your brain naturally wants to look for the negatives trying to keep you safe. And so you have to outthink that, which is not easy. It's not easy, but it's, it's doable though. Yeah, definitely. Unless it's like someone in your shoes, like they can't actually feel that, like what someone has been through. Like uh, I lost both of my parents, gone through like so many challenges in my life, nearly lost my child uh, last year, going through like a chronic uh, disease I have oh. right now. So before it's like a, even though let's take it as a symptom of like a dizziness before like my sister all the time like I'm feeling dizzy and all that I'm like okay she's just dizzy you're just gonna be fine unless I felt like a dizzy for constant three months I just realized how bad it is it's like a worse than like a cancer when that time if someone goes like I have a severe cancer either you take cancer or like you get rid of your dizziness I'll like give me cancer I, I can survive with that like that's what I mean like unless you lose someone you don't know the value of the person unless you've gone through like a certain depression anxiety you don't know like how bad it can get but in the same time like when you get out of it the, the feeling of it is like uh, unbelievable so those who's going through like a similar or like probably not extreme like as you but going through like a depression or dealing with their tough times what would be like your advice someone can do like especially women because you're expert on that like uh, so they can transform their life like how you did so I just want to say mama I see you I see you struggling I see you trying to hold it together I see you trying to be everything for everybody run here run there do the house dinner um school work, partner, like I, I see you and it's exhausting. Um, we don't talk enough about the mental load of motherhood and um, how we could relieve that. So first of all, just realize, realize that you do way too much hmm. and that you can ask for help or you can say no. And I didn't feel like I had that, um, that I wasn't empowered to do that. I didn't feel like I could say no or that I could ask for help, especially having a medically fragile child like I had. 
if I wasn't doing the doctor's appointments, like I'm not trying to ex-husband bash at all. He did the best that he could with what he had at the time, but he was weaponizing incompetence. And he was like, well, you speak to the doctors on their level and I don't, I can't communicate with them or I don't always remember what they say. And so to me, that, that was fear. That was fear of him failing our son. And so he didn't realize it. And so instead of being like, I'm afraid that I'm going to say something wrong or yeah. not relay something properly and it's going to kill him, um, he just put it at my feet. And so instead of me going, I trust you, if you need to record the appointments, record the appointments and I'll listen to him later or figuring out something yeah. to empower him to help me. I just picked it up. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. You are actually putting more on your plate by doing that. And if you're a single mom, I'm a single mom now. I get it. Ask for help. Ask for help. Ask your bestie ask the person next door, um, create habits that make your life easier, like grocery delivery. Um, even if it is a little extra dollars and you got to cut back someplace else, that actually saves my sanity, not having to go to the grocery store, you know, every two weeks and just having it delivered instead. I cannot tell you that how much that relieves me just having that extra hour and a half and not schlepping it I live in Vegas, so it's about to get really hot here. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, not schlepping it from the car to my my house in 120 degree heat. And I, I pay those people well because they are saving me. Um, so look around, where can you simplify your life first? Second, get some mental help. Get a coach, get a therapist, talk to your pastor, your clergyman, whatever. Um, don't trauma dump on your best friend because she's probably hanging by a thread too. Um, but get some professional help that can actually hold your hand, stand by you, have you take a look at your life, get really honest about what you're doing to yourself, what you're choosing to accept. Because with that honesty comes some really great empowerment at the other end of it. Yeah, that's a great advice. Thank you, Stacey. I, I know like you needed lots of that to be like a be standing in your position. So yeah, that's that's a great journey you had and thanks for sharing with us and our audience. So we're coming to the end of this podcast. Uh if anyone wants to learn more about yourself or want to work with you, where's the best place to find you? Yeah, so it's a few short minutes coaching. My last name's short, and it honestly takes just a few short minutes a day to really change those habits, um, you just have to be super aware. And so I take you through, um, I've got a few programs um, and the the one-on-one -on -one journey is a 12 week journey where I really hold your hand and I take you through how you're speaking to yourself and what habits are you doing out of love that are negatively impacting you and how you can do things differently. Um, my other two group programs are super powerful. One helps you get unstuck and um, get some ease and flow into your life. And the other one is the mental fitness, the positive intelligence course. And so if you're, you're a little wary of working full on one-on-one -on -one with a coach, start with positive intelligence because it really highlights um, how you speak to yourself and, and the damage that it can create. 
So a few short minutes coaching. I'm also on all major platforms. So Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and LinkedIn. Again, my name is Stacey Short. If you see a woman in a red jumpsuit, it's me. Um, and you can pick my book up on uh, Kindle on Amazon digital download for 99 cents. So there's no excuse. And it's the self-love project and the publisher is She Rises Studios. And I would love for you to connect on there and just let me know um, what it's done for you or what questions you have. I'm always available to answer questions. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much for uh, coming to the show today and sharing your journey. I wish you best of luck with the personal life and the business you have right now. And you have a wonderful day ahead. Thanks, Asal. Thank you for having me. You're most welcome. That's a wrap, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Stacey. And uh, yeah, you're probably going to work on yourself as well as like if you want to reach out to Stacey and you want to work with her, learn more about her, you can reach out to her on her website. Until then, I'll talk to you in the next episode. Take care.